Hello everyone. Today I, Dr. Jasmine Anand, in the 11th episode of Literary Shorts, will help you examine the essentials of using an inclusive language or gender-neutral language as explained in the new MLA 9 style sheet. It's been many years that I have been observing the changes in the use of language in the wake of feminism that we need to replace the words like chairman with chairperson as the chair can have a lady head too and we cannot use man for her. Apart from this illustration, many schools teaching religious studies, human rights, trauma studies, disability studies, gender studies and alike have endorsed the usage of inclusive language that is not gender biased, attribute biased and is non-biblical, non-Brahmanic and even non-archaic. MLA 9 with this new edition has tried to lend a cosmopolitan outlook to our research by respecting and accepting everyone without any biases thus abandoning the old exclusionary approach totally. MLA 9 guides us that we need to strive for inclusivity in language, recognizing that our audience or readers include people who come from many different and sometimes multiple backgrounds and experiences. Certain principles help us to choose inclusive language with regard to race and ethnicity, religion, gender, sexual orientation, ability, age and economic or social status. Let's try to build our writing on such principles by learning with the help of examples from MLA 9 style sheet. Firstly, as we are specifically talking about research in the field of humanities and literature, so we should specify a subject's ethnicity, religion, gender, sexual orientation, disability, age or economic or social status only if the details are meaningful to the context. Because including such information like African American Congresswoman, female conductor or for that matter a transgender actor may imply exclusion thereby situating the subject outside the accepted norm. In this regard many gender specific terms can be reworded for gender neutrality. For example human made can be used in place of man made. So avoid using man to mean human beings, humankind, humanity or people. Gender specific terms that refer to persons of known gender can also be appropriate. For instance, an individual might be identified as Latino or Latina in Spanish. But in non-specific terms such as Latinx, L A T I N X is a more inclusive way to describe a person of unknown gender or a population of mixed genders. 
This word is used nowadays in gender neutral terms to refer to people of Latin American culture or ethnic identities in in United States. We must thus also avoid using gender specific terms like poetess or policeman in order to refer to people. Even our reference to population or large groups should be precise and correct and not generalized while mentioning the same in a research paper or dissertation. For example, using the terms such as the Muslim community may incorrectly merge the diverse populations and traditions all over the world including the different sects. So if we are writing about Sunni Muslims in India only as our subject then we should not be referring to the whole of Muslim community as subject of discussion until necessary. To avoid stereotyping and making generalizations about group identities we must rephrase statements such as Jews believe to a Jewish belief is or specify the Jewish community we are referring to in order to avoid generalization or wrongly combining all the Jews under one head while writing about the identity of our subject or identifying our subject with something we need to be careful as varied use of language in varied expressions may mean or highlight different things or attributes for example when we use the people or their name first in language like a person with diabetes a person on probation or a person with autism we are not defining the subject or that person with the single aspect of their experience but when we use identity first in the language for instance a queer person or an autistic person the identity or characteristics comes into the focus first both the people first and identity first language is valid but we need to carefully weigh our choices whether we want to focus on the person generally or on some specific attribute or identity of that person Focusing on the identity will definitely highlight and exclude that person from the rest of the world. Next, we also should be thoughtful about capitalization and styling of certain terms related to identity. So I recommend you to check the dictionary in order to know whether the term is in capitals or lowercase. Generally proper nouns are capitalized like Egyptian whereas common nouns like bisexual is written in lowercase but when the dictionary gives both capitalized and lowercase forms as options choose one and be consistent when you're working directly with an author or you're discussing a person or community whose preferences are known to you follow that preference in terms of labeling their identity in smaller case or capitalized version for example 
the word black which is not only a color if used in smaller case but refers to the whole black community when the alphabet b in black is capitalized similarly in a post colonial writing mentioning east and west both the terms are in smaller case whereas we have seen in oriental text or text with a focus on the west that the alphabet w is capitalized to show the superiority of the west over the east this should thus be avoided according to the new mla 9 guidelines another important aspect of all inclusive language is to avoid placing quotation marks around or italicize the words used to define a person's or group's identity or to indicate a transgender person's chosen name or pronoun even when those terms are neologisms that is terms that do not yet appear in the dictionary hence we should not be using language or punctuation that undermines a subject's identity We often have seen that in the sentences in English language generally the pronoun he is used everywhere but we must now should minimize the pronouns that exclude the genders other than males if we wish to use inclusive pronouns we either should use both the feminine and masculine pronouns or use only feminine pronouns or alternate between feminine and masculine pronouns for example when a student studies abroad his or her communication skills in the target language are likely to improve dramatically especially if he or she avoids speaking english with other students but still a better way is not to use the gendered pronouns wherever relevant or possible for example when students study abroad their communication skills in the target language are likely to improve dramatically especially if they avoid speaking english with other students or you may also rephrase it like studying abroad can help students dramatically improve their communication skills in the target language especially if speaking english with other students is avoided instead of his or her these days to use a non gender specific pronoun often spelled as h i r in smaller case that is pronounced as here is used for example after sheena spoke i had a chance to meet here we know that sheena is female still we want to use a gender neutral pronoun that is here we could have used her for sheena but only to neutralize the gender specification we used here h i r in small case likewise even they or there can be used in a singular sense as a person's chosen pronoun to refer to a specific individual whose gender is not relevant to the context for example 
Jules is writing their research paper on Jane Austen's persuasion. In addition to this, they is generally used as a third person singular pronoun used to refer to hypothetical or anonymous person. For example, each taxpayer must file their return by 15th April. We may also frame a sentence like I am impressed by the resume of Manjinder, a candidate for the web developer project, and will schedule an interview with them. While writing, the MLA 9 states, Be wary of making assumptions about your audience and do not assume that your audience shares your own identity, background, geographic location, culture or beliefs. Hence we should understand that language such as in our society intergenerational households are no longer common even if we value the free market economics that assume a common culture or set of shared beliefs hence knowing this fact we must avoid the first person plural that is we or the usage of our in our writing if we use we or our we need to ask ourselves whether our language makes it clear who is included and whether any readers are excluded because by using we or are we may mean that we are not considering any differences rather encounter everyone to understand agree or agree to what we say in our general writing except the fields of trauma studies or disability studies let us also avoid descriptions like suffers from afflicted with prisoner or or victim of they may be appropriate in some contexts like trauma or disability studies but usage of such language in general terms can evoke emotions or imagery that may not be accurate but heightened beyond normal terms for example a person who uses a wheelchair should not be described as wheelchair bound or confined to a wheelchair because such statements make assumptions about the person's experiences lastly use a dictionary to check for offensive terms recent dictionary slangs or urban dictionary is important to check the contemporary usage of the terms to avoid offense to anyone in particular a good dictionary will let you know when a term is considered offensive or questionable you must keep in mind that language is constantly changing and the connotations of words and phrases shift over time for example if you are using the content from netflix series that has abusive content or are quoting for instance from vikram chandra's the sacred games you should never repeat the abuses in your own words while mentioning them in your writing in form of a paraphrase or a quote either find a respectful alternative 
and give a glossary or an endnote indicating that the term is offensive or you can also add a dash after the first letter of a term to avoid reproducing it fully i hope this podcast with the help of sources and few illustrations from the new MLA 9 will help you in rephrasing your writings in an all inclusive manner without any bias stereotyping or generalizing without any specific requirement to the context of your work until next read more and write more thank you